Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Norm. And we're hitting the water, bike, and road together. In search of a better way to train, both mentally and physically. We've got big goals this year, and we're taking you with us. So grab your napkin. It's time for the cookies. We're swimming way back, and then we're wrong. Not here for a trophy, we're just here to have some fun. Allison and Norm don't need no podium climb, but you better have a Hey, Allison. Hey, Norm. It's once again time for an episode of Allison and Norm's Top Threes. (laughs) We need to brand this some way. I don't know how we're going to brand it, but uh, basically we had an episode. We had three topics. In each topic, we had our top three choices of our favorite thing or the thing we most likely want to do, blah, blah, blah. And it was a pretty big hit. We got some good mm-hmm. feedback. We're doing it again. Yep. So tell them, tell the crumb heads out there what our topics are this time. Today we have uh, protein bars. I think that's going to be possibly contentious. contentious. Yes. Um, Audio books that maybe we think everyone should listen to. Good for when you work out. Yeah. And bucket list races. Spicy. <laughs> um, no way we're going to share any of those uh, bucket list races because I'm not capable of doing the races that you want to do. And that's fine. Mine is going to be like, I'd like to do the uh, Blacksburg Turkey Trot 5K. Uh, no. It'll, oh, we'll it'll be see. a little bit better than that. Here's what you didn't know. I'm going to invite you to one of mine. Oh, so. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I might. Uh, all right. We'll see. We'll see. I, I may invite you to mine, but you might be like, I don't want to do any of those, but we'll see. That's a hard no for me, Norm. <laughs> That's a pass. It is a pass. Well, what do you think? We're going we're gonna to kick it off with food like we like to do around here? Well, yeah. I think, I mean, you should always be fueled, right? Always be fueled. So let's fuel up with some protein bars. Now, is there any ground rules here? Because you nominated this and you were like, protein bars. And I... Need to have you and you need to tell me, is it have to be in a bar? That's what I need to know. Um, well, I mean, I kept mine to bars. <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I can move, I can move one of mine to my, my alternate honorable mentions. If I an need honorable to. mention because it's not a bar. Yes, it's not a bar. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the other is, I know you have some high standards for a protein bar, and this probably doesn't even meet your standards, but it, obviously minimum like 10 grams of protein. Well, I will say I threw away, threw out the window a lot of my, this is the stuff I love the taste of and I like to eat and they may not be the thing that I think everyone should have, but it's just my top three. So I mm-hmm. will throw that out there. Okay. All right. So kick us off. Kick us off of the bar. Number three. Number three is the Orgain brand. Yep. Chocolate brownie organic protein bar. I've had their their, protein powder. I didn't know they made bars. They make bars and they make pre-mixed shakes. 
Um, the bars only have 10 grams, so it barely squeaked in. Um, but for things that are like chocolate brownie flavored, this one actually tastes like it. So it doesn't have that chalky protein no. aftertaste that so many of these things have, right? And, or that weird um, density issue that sometimes you run into. Where um, you feel like you're eating a piece of plastic? Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, that's mean? the one. So, <laughs> But it's so good for you. Eat the they're plastic. They're yummy. There's just enough chocolate chips in there to make it feel like you're having something good. So, Okay. And I know that's important to you as a baker um, <laughs> that you, you have actual... Uh, I just looked up the nutrition facts for my number three, and it does not meet your 10 gram protein limit. And I don't care. I'm going with it. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to be the stickler to how much protein... No, 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 no. You act like I'm picky about this stuff or something. Okay. Uh, okay. So the Orgain chocolate brownie delight. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, they're good. I like Delight's them. not in the word, but no, Orgain, you added that. consider it. Throw it in there. You might sell more. Um, all right. That's a good pick. Uh, I ain't mad at that. I like that. My number three is one that I actually was made fun of for liking by a coworker for the most ridiculous way. It is the Luna Lemon Zest Bar. Really? I love those. So, so good. I started eating these way back a long time ago, years ago. And a coworker told me that they were for women only. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? They're delicious. They do not meet your requirement of 10 grams of protein. There's eight grams of protein in this sucker. But darn it, I think it's worthy of inclusion. And I am not taking it off my list because it's maybe the most delicious protein bar there is. Oh, wow. That's quite the, uh, your number three is on, is most delicious. When you're throwing in nine grams of sugar, it's going to taste good. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and we're looking at uh, almost three grams saturated fat. It's a meal. And, you know, Allison, this is something we should probably talk to our folks about. So what uh, are the dangers of protein bars that I have found personally in my own life is it's so easy to just have them as a snack. And some of these bars are loaded with fat, loaded with sugar. Yeah, they have that protein. That's what gets you in the door. Like, oh, 15 grams of protein. This is good for me. But then you're also getting all this fat, all this. Yeah. So sometimes they're good for meal replacement or if you're doing a really hard workout. I would not recommend, I personally would not recommend that someone eat some of these every day because that's not necessarily a healthy way to eat. Yeah. Um, there's healthier ways to get protein if you're looking for a lot of protein. I'll just say that. Yeah. Well, and I think too that they come in all shapes and sizes and and nutrient contents. And so just read the label and then incorporate them where needed. Like you know, I just had one and a banana and that's probably gonna be my breakfast. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, not the one I had would not normally be something that I would just have as a snack. Uh, cause yeah. it was, it was a, a little more dense than normal. So just something to think about. Absolutely. Well said. Okay. So, okay. Number two. Speaking of my number two is something that I use as a meal bar all the time. Um, and that would be the chocolate mint perfect bar Ooh, i know what this is <laughs> which i can't i mean really any perfect bar at all i haven't had one that disappoints they're so good um but they do have a lot of sugar fair number of calories so i i will have them with fruit as a meal um but rolls in with uh, 14 grams of protein 
14 grams. Boom. Now we're getting into that area where it's like pretty good amount. This is a good amount. This is yeah. what you're kind of looking for. And delicious. I mean, I would say probably we're both perfect bar enthusiasts. So delicious, Norm would say that his number two is Perfect Bar's Dark Chocolate Chip Peanut Butter Bar. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There it is. I knew we were going to share Perfect Bar because we're, we, as you said, we are Perfect Bar enthusiasts. Uh, if people are out there wondering about this Perfect Bar, I can't find it. I never see it. It's in the refrigerated section. This is yep. something that has to be refrigerated because of its ingredients. Uh, man, Target's got them. I love them. I'm all over them. Have you read the actual ingredient list with all of the like vegetable powders that they put in there and everything? Don't ruin this for me. Do not ruin this for They're me. De- it's, but it's delicious. And then it makes me happy. I'm kidding. It is. It's made of good stuff because it's a bar and it's perfect. That's why That's it's called why. perfect bar. Yeah. It's perfect. Don't need anything else. And I, I mean, I, the mint chocolate one, I actively think about at other times in my day and wish I had one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how much yeah, I like them. I think you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I need to give our usual disclosure. They're not sponsors. None of these people are sponsors. We just love nope. them. So. Nope. I'm curious what your number one is. I thought that was going to be your number one for sure. Uh, well, so the next one eked out because of the protein content, which is what we're going for here. It is the Bear Bells Cookies and Cream. Mm. Um, these... These are something new to me. I've only tried them in the last few days. That one, I mean, it it tastes like a, a candy bar somehow. It's very low in sugar, not a lot of calories, but 20 grams of protein. 20 grams? Yeah. And um, kind of a um, somewhere, the, the cookies and cream is somewhere between like a marshmallow and a nougat center it's really soft it doesn't have that like gritty density and then the outside is rolled in chocolate and little bits of cookie like like oreo style i get the stats here i'm gonna throw them i'm gonna throw them at you because it's pretty pretty good looking here mm-hmm. we're looking we're looking at milk and soy that's all there is they said there might be a little <laughs> bit of egg and a little bit of wheat maybe it's the peanuts but that's about it yeah we're looking at 20 grams of protein one gram of sugar. It's got sugar alcohols, which you shouldn't have a ton of, but better Correct. than sugar. It's got uh, three grams of, of fiber. We're looking at a little bit of fat, 3.5 sat fat. But you know what? Again, this is not like an addition to your meals. This is probably when you're looking at 190 calories, 20 grams of protein, you're working out. I love it and I want yep. it and I can't wait to have it. <laughs> My number one, I'm going back to the well i'm going back to the perfect bar case i'm going what? back to the refrigerated uh, oh i know where you're going with this i'm going with the perfect bar salted caramel number oh. one with a bullet boom <laughs> i should have seen that coming it's the best uh it's perfect it's they're just so good i don't know it's like you feel like you're having a dessert yeah but you're also yeah they're good they're filling yeah and somehow they're dense, but they're not, it's not that weird, chewy, like protein bar. I don't, that classic protein bar weirdness that is really off-putting to me. I, I remember in college, um, because I was a young man and stupid, because that's what young men are. <laughs> and I was dared by a friend to eat a scoop of protein powder, plain, oh, raw. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It was strawberry flavor too, which I don't even like strawberries. Oh. 
Um, and I did it. And obviously I almost choked because it's just dry. <laughs> it's a horrible idea. But that flavor, it's like when you don't mix your protein shake that well. Yeah. And you get the bits of the the, the globules of yeah. pure powder that somehow the liquid couldn't penetrate and it formed a weird mm-hmm. outer membrane. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And like you poke it and sometimes they'll dissipate. Other times they just stay until you yep. swallow them and then you've got explosion, like little protein bombs that are going mm-hmm. off in your mouth. Yeah. You people Ugh. know what I'm talking about. I don't want that sensation when I eat a protein bar. And nope. you're right. Some of them give you that. They give you the protein bomb aftertaste. I'm, we don't have time for that. We're not here for that. Yeah. Not not having it at all. So. Can I give you my one honorable mention that it was going to be number three on my list until you rudely dismissed it? <laughs> yeah, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Person. It's Lenny and Larry's chocolate chip cookies. Oh. They're protein cookies. Oh, they're so good. They are, but they do not fit our, our I, I completely agree, but they're like the first thing I thought of. And I was like, oh yeah. And they have eight grams of protein anyway. So they don't even, they don't even work and they get 12 grams of sugar. So you know what? <laughs> Forget about it. Fine. My honorable mention still has 10 grams of protein. So of course I took the, I took the assignment seriously. <laughs> I didn't even know about the 10 gram assignment until a minute before we started our podcast. It was in, it was in the communique. I don't know what uh, to tell you if you didn't read it. So. I just, I guess I really wanted my pick so badly. I just skipped over that part. Uh, so my honorable mention is the um, honey stinger, peanut butter, milk mm. chocolate cracker bar with added protein. Mm. I like honey stinger stuff. I haven't had that. Yeah. Sounds the good. They make these cracker bars that are basically saltine crackers with peanut butter in between and then dipped in chocolate. And then last year they started adding protein to the peanut butter in the middle. Oh, wow. Okay. So pretty good. You know who needs to make a protein bar? Who? Nuts and more. Yeah, they do. Ooh, they get they get a birthday cake, nuts and more bar. I'm <laughs> and on you're that. All like, in. <laughs> I'm on that like confetti bits in a, a birthday cake <laughs> so batter. What, what am I talking about? I am all over that. That would be yeah, so good. That's funny. Oh man. Okay, Peace so that, that wasn't contentious at all. Other than somebody mm. just didn't follow the rules. Which is fairly contentious, I think we would say. <laughs> I completely ignored your rules. I don't think that was the right way of going about it. Um, I thought it was pretty good. And once again, I think you probably won that because you <laughs> stuck to your rules and I well, definitely cheated a bit. There'll be time for things that we just call snacks another time, Norm. We do need to open it up a little bit. And one day we will talk to you, Crumheads, about just plain protein sources. Maybe yeah. we'll talk about cheapest ways of getting your protein that you need. The healthiest versions the quickest versions the most convenient a lot of different ways to get your protein and it's not as hard as you may think to get that 60 to 120 to whatever your goal is to get so yeah this is uh these are just our suggestions for when you're standing it and in that aisle of wherever you shop and there's 700 bars um these are these are just our meager offerings of which ones we like yeah, if you get a snack, you might as well eat something that tastes good. Yeah. So, 
All right. Okay. Moving on to the second leg of our top three triathlon. We're going to from the mouth to the ears. Yeah. Because not only do you fuel before you do your race, but sometimes you need something to keep you going when the miles get long and the legs get tired and the heart keeps beating and either it's music or it's podcast, maybe this podcast or, or it might be an audiobook. Yeah. Can I tell you, I looked at my, so I have an audible subscription mm -hmm. since 2017. Um, and I looked at my total listening time yesterday, whenever I was putting these together and it is, Total listening time, four months. What? Four days, nine hours and 20 minutes. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm really into the audiobook. <laughs> yeah. And because we are a very transparent and honest podcast here, I mm -hmm. will go ahead and say I've never listened to an audiobook in my life. Well, that's going to change. Because I am a traditional reader, I read a ton, a ton of books, and I just have always been the type that I just read. I don't, I don't listen because I, I like to get in there and I read pretty quick and I don't want to wait for somebody to read it to me. And I have ideas of how the characters sound. So when I have a narrator, sometimes I just feel like I would hate that. Yeah, but the, narr the narrator matters. Like when I'm in Audible, like shopping for books, I will preview because if Good. the narrator is bad, then I'm out. I'm glad you can you can preview because that'd yeah. be that'd be important to me. So my suggestions here will be books that I got a lot out of that I feel would be very well received in an audiobook format. I know they are available in an audiobook format and they kind of yeah, well we'll get to my yeah. choices, we'll get to why. So, okay, you start us out. You're number 3. Ah. I start <laughs> us off. I led the last one. <laughs> All right. Um I am going to go with, uh, it's not, it's not at all fitness related. None it of is mine not are. at all health related. It is not self-improvement related. It is not even nonfiction. Oh. I'm starting us off with the greatest science fiction novel oh of all my. time. What? Because I know you love the sci-fi, <laughs> Allison. Huh. I'm going to hit us up with, just a real dense book that maybe would not be the best thing to run to, but I don't care. It is Dune by Frank Herbert. Why am I saying this? Because the movie's coming out in October and everyone should go see it and should listen to this book because this book changed my life. I have read it maybe eight times in my life. It is incredible. And if you want to truly get lost while you're working out into a different world, but with similar dynamics to what we're experiencing in our world today, I cannot recommend a book more than Dune. Mm. I'm just going to say noted. Uh <laughs> I wish that they could see the look on your face when I said this, because just the excitement on your face. Yeah, was just no, I'm just thrilled. I, I eagerly got my pen out and, and made a note. <laughs> you were like, Dune is that D O O N or is well, that... I think it's D O N E. That's just rude. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a great, great movie by one of my favorite directors. 
I, I've never looked forward to a movie more than this in my life. Really? Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty ecstatic. So find out what makes Norm so excited. Read the book. Well, no, <laughs> listen to the book. There you go. It's an audiobook segment. See, I'm breaking rules already. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, none of mine are fiction. I know it's going to come as a great wow. surprise. Shocker. Um, <laughs> one of them is uh, workout or fitness kind of related. Um, but my number three, I'm going to say, is it's called 12 Patients uh, Life and Death at Bellevue Hospital. Um, if you have watched the TV show New Amsterdam, it's what that was based off of. But this is a, and I would say I have watched the beginning of that television show. The first couple of episodes are actually true to the story. This is the real story of the medical director at Bellevue um, in New York for many, many, many years. Um, and it's it's stuff that he did that that I think is like is makes him one of those people that you that you watch and you're like. I don't, I don't know these people exist. Like he, mm. things of like arranging, you know, a, a, an immigrant patient who was sick and, and reaching out to embassies to get them on planes back to their homes and they're an illegal immigrant, um, you know, stuff that you're like, not many CEOs and administrators would be connected on that kind of a level. Yeah, no um, he also went through a, like a cancer diagnosis while he was the medical director and still functioned at his job. He did all of these home visits. You just learn a lot and it's really fascinating. And it is narrated by the author and is very genuine. Um, I it's, it's a good book. I've probably, I have read it physically and also listened to it. That's how much I like it. Oh, this says a lot. So we've essentially gone from an epic space opera with with spice sandworms mm -hmm. to a real life medical um, hero. Yeah, you you did it again. <laughs> Dang you! <laughs> uh, great choice, and I agree with you that sometimes it's just great to to read about phenomenal and. And, uh, and life people that changed the world, right? Yeah, or, or at least demonstrated great character. Yeah, nobody. Which, all the things he does in this book, nobody had to do. And I don't think he he envisioned. I mean, he's telling these stories twenty years later, so I don't think he envisioned like I'm going to do this, and twenty years from now, I'm going to get attention for it. Yeah, it's a great segue to my number two book because my okay. number two book is also an American hero. Okay. It is a biography. All it is right. nonfiction because it is a biography. Uh, it is a real person. It is Luckiest Man, The Life and Death of Lou Gehrig by oh. Jonathan Eag. I would say, spoiler alert, one day we may do our role models or mentors or whatever heroes on one of these types of episodes. Lou Gehrig would probably be one of mine. Uh, he's a he's a professional baseball player for the New York Yankees who died of what is now known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah, uh, he made it famous. He was possibly the greatest baseball player of all time and had his career cut short. But it was more so the way he lived his life. He acted in a way back in a time period where that was rare. Yeah, where they were held up to a different standard of fame and 
deification and hero worship. And because of that, got away with whatever they wanted to do. Guys like Babe Ruth were not exactly the greatest human beings of all time. And Lou Gehrig really was a different type of person who didn't let his disease tarnish his impact. And the way that he acted all the way to the end, there's a movie called Pride of the Yankees that was made in, I want to say, the late 40s or early 50s. Uh, where they have Gary Cooper giving the speech, the I'm today I feel before you all, I feel that I'm the luckiest man alive. And it just makes you want to cry Yeah, to see somebody who is at the highest level of his profession and the highest level of really fame in the entire country at that point to be leveled to something like that in a matter of just months. And it's heartbreaking, but it's also very inspirational. Yeah. And Jonathan, in, uh, I, I may be pronouncing his last name wrong. Jonathan I geek it's E I G. He's an incredible biographer. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's Luckiest Man, The Life and Death of Lou Gehrig, my number two. Excellent choice. I will put that one on my list, um, which is basically implying I'm not going to put the first one on my list. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number two is a book that many, um, many runners uh, and distance runners have read but I would highly encourage also listening to, and it is Born to Run by mm. Christopher McDougall. Um, I have both read the book and listened to the book. Okay. And I prefer the audio version for this one um, because it is, it is the story of an epic race. Um, and there's an enthusiasm that the, um, that the narrator like puts into it that, Mm -hmm. and they, you can tell they're getting excited telling the story and then Uh you just get amped up as, as it progresses. So um, I, I actually prefer it to the hard copy book. I love that. So it is, it's the story of Scott Jurek, uh, ultra running um, king of ultra running, basically. Um, being recruited into the uh, canyons in Mexico to run an epic race with the um, Tarahumara indigenous people who are who spend their whole lives just running up and down in canyons as their mode of transporta- transportation. So, hmm. and it's a pastime for their people. They do it as as a big celebration. Um, so it's a, the story of him and a few other American ultra runners, uh, going down there to run that race. Um, but they're not, they're not competitive. And at the end of it, they're all friends and there are bonds that like last forever. And they end up going back several times. Um, and there are, it's just, it's very exciting and makes you want to be an ultra runner by the end of it. Man. It gets me when I read it now. I've heard of it before, uh, and I've, I've actually meant to, to read it, but I never got to. Excellent choice. I actually uh, guessed that you would pick that one. So, oh, you had it. Okay, I get a point for that. I don't. I don't know if you'll have my other ones. So probably not. But you will definitely have mine. So it doesn't matter. Okay. Because my number one is the most obvious pick in the history of Norm. Because I talk about it with, to everyone who will listen. It's Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg. It is the book that changed everything for me. It is, I have purchased this book for, I think, five or six of my friends. 
without telling them I was doing it. They mm-hmm. just showed up at their house and was like, where did this come from? Because this is a book I think everyone should read. I'm going to call my shot. I'm calling my shot, Allison. Okay. I want Mr. Fogg to come on our podcast one day. Okay. He's my dream guest. He might be my number one dream. Talk about bucket lists. Let's talk about bucket list guests. He would be probably number one on my list. Speaking of, let's save that for a top three. So. <laughs> I like it. So basically, Tiny Habits, this goes into behavior forming, uh, how we how we form the behaviors that we have, good and bad. It breaks it down to, to essentially a formula so that you can figure out, oh, this is how I got to where I am. This is how I can maybe break up some of the things that I'm doing that I'm beginning in my way. It is, uh, it's all based in a scientific method uh, that I really find refreshing because it's it's such common sense when you read it. It's a very easy read. But I imagine it would be a fantastic audiobook uh, because when sometimes, in fact, at the end of the book, there's a two-page section that teaches you how to teach other people the the, the format of how it oh. works. And anything like that, I think would translate really, really great to audio. Uh, but basically anyone who's out there who just wants to develop better habits, develop better behaviors, or maybe even get rid of some of the ones that they've got that they know were negative, I don't know if there's a better book in the world. For that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there you I, go. I did figure that would be on your list somewhere. So yeah. Okay. Um, so number one, um, it's a hard hitter, but it's so good. Um, it's called When Breath Becomes Air. The no. author is Paul Kalanithi, I believe. It is the memoir of a neurosurgeon who before before he became a neurosurgeon, he um, got a philosophy degree. So there's a lot of that hmm. peppered throughout. Um, but it is the journey of the fact that when he was in his residency, um, he was diagnosed with metastatic lung cancer. Wow. And continued to practice and continued to... Um, he just started to catalog his thoughts on everything that was happening to him in that process. Hmm. Um, so it is very moving. It's a big book to take in, but it's also somehow by the end of it, it is um, very uplifting in a, in a, in a way. And it, he just goes through his entire journey of diagnosis and treatment and he kept working through most of it, which is incredibly moving so wow so some some light reading it is no it's so good it's very uplifting i don't mean to make light of it i just uh once again you've come with the very hard hitting and (laughs) um i have i'm over here in my sandbox playing with my (laughs) dinosaurs it is i i've probably listened to it four or five times Okay. I love it. I wrote it down. I'm going to check it out. I might read it instead of listening. Yeah. Uh, But that's a pretty glowing um, recommendation. So I'm going to check it out. Okay. So we got a good mix of good things. We got a little (laughs) bit of entertainment. We've got a good uh, bit of self uh, or or improvement, uh, self-help stuff, I guess. I don't really like that term, but, and then we also have got uh, some true stories and biographies and, about some amazing people. Yeah. And I think that what's what we all look for is just people to uplift us and inspire us. Yeah. Love it. Definitely. So let's now 
we've, we've fueled our body. We fueled our mind. <laughs> now it's time to get out there and actually do the race. Yes. But not just any race. We're going to do our bucket list. We're going to do the ones that in the back of our brain, we've always thought, what if, if I could only get out there and do that, how amazing would that be? Yes. You're going to lead us off because this is, your list is going to be way more impressive than mine. And that's, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know. Um, my, my number three is there aren't really barriers to entry. I mean, in a way, um, it is the Chicago marathon. Oh, nice. Um, just as far as something, a list that is truly just one that I, I hope to make sure that I do one day. Um, yeah. I think it might be of the like world major marathons. I think it might be one of the more accessible ones to get into. Um, but also I am just obsessed with the city of Chicago. I love it. Um, I love a couple of my friends. A uh, couple of my friends did that race. Okay. Okay. I've done, I've done a half marathon in Chicago and just like, I just love it there. I love being on their subway. I love walking yep. around. I like eating there and staying there. So um, I would put that one on my list. Even though my family's from New York, I'm just going to say it. Chicago is like New York, but with nice people. <laughs> it is what it is. I love it. That's a great race. A pretty flat too, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's I very flat. Okay. Um, mine is something that I actually hope to do with several of my friends one day. Maybe you'll be in the group. I don't know. Okay. It is the Ragnar Trail Tahoe. Oh, good choice. So this is right actually near Lake Tahoe, obviously the name of it. Uh, it's also near Donner Peak, the Donner oh. Party. It's a fun little historic area there. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. As you can imagine, there's, you know, some hills, there's some mountains there. Uh, essentially, you you get a team of, of friends or I guess you could do it with enemies, but I probably <laughs> want to do it with friends. And you get together and it's a relay of sorts where there's different uh lengths of legs you have to do. And I think you have to complete all three, but you don't have to do them all in the same order. Essentially, it's just a fun way to run throughout the night and taking shifts with your friends and completing the race together in a community of people who are all gathered together to do the same thing and have a good time. And it sounds like the best possible backdrop to do a race like this. I would agree. I mean, yeah. How could it be better? I've wanted to do a Ragnar and I've, I've looked at them and looked at them and there's ones I can do that are close, like the Appalachian one. There's one in Virginia. There's one in, in Kentucky. I mean, they're, they're close, but I'm like, you know what, if it's going to be a bucket list, it's going to be something that's going to take. And I've always loved or loved the idea of being in the Lake Tahoe area. I was like, yeah, perfect. they just fit. Well, none of them are close to me. So if I have to travel, I'm going to pick a nice one. That's a great point. Nothing is <laughs> nothing is near you. Nothing ever is near me. So I'm sorry. Everything I sign up for, it's always a conversation of, well, it's going to be a nine hour drive. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Number two. Uh, this one I think you're going to have zero interest in, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and great. <laughs> go ahead and lob it out there. I noticed yesterday that registration is open for next year. Uh, not on my list. Um, because this would require years of planning, actually. Hmm. Um, it is the Vol State 500K. I'm, I'm sorry, you, broke, <laughs> you, you cut out for a minute there. What was that? The Vol State 500K. So the the 500K. Yeah, 314 miles. Um, you start on 
the basically the Missouri Kentucky border. Um, you actually you take a ferry across the Mississippi River into Missouri, where you assemble to start the race, and the race starts by taking said ferry back across the river, and then running off of the boat. Oh my word, that's and awesome! Then you run across the state of Tennessee to the northeast corner of Georgia. And then keep on going to Cuba, and then you keep <laughs> on. Did I mention Columbia that it is and... uh, typically held in the second week of July? Why in Tennessee? Why? <laughs> Has anyone ever finished this race? Oh yeah, yeah. People finish. You have eight days, I believe. Holy moly! So, and you can do it. Your choices are: you can do it with what they call crude or screwed. Um, oh, great. <laughs> So crude is where you have um, like three, two to three people um, in a van who meet up with you from time to time. Because these are just, you know, roads, city streets, roads. Um, you're given a map. They will meet up with you from time to time for, you know, fueling and um, aid station type purposes. Or you can do it screwed where you're just on your own and you bring a cash and some credit card and you stop at gas stations and sleep in you know seedy motels or wherever you can find a place to lay down this reminds me a little bit about of a race that goes across iowa that we're going to be talking to somebody about yeah. very soon yep i don't think All you're right, gonna whatever 500k you know <laughs> from afar <laughs> wow all right hopefully that's not going to be anytime soon and maybe but, in a couple of years i'd try yeah. to i'd try to get in on it Speaking of races that I, uh, maybe a couple years down the road, but I have one okay. that I would like to do that is maybe not as extreme as yours, but it's not far off. Okay. And one that I will hopefully do. It is the Mountains of Misery. Ooh. It is a 100 mile bike ride with over 10,000 feet of climb. Yikes. You end at Mountain Lake where Dirty Dancing was filmed. I mean. It is... 15 minutes from my house. I feel like I have to do it because yeah. it is so close to where I live. I have to do it. I have asked several friends in the area to consider it, even telling them this would be years in the future. And I've got a no from everybody. From all of them. <laughs> They're just like, you lost me at 10,000 feet. No. Mm. Um, I'm a firm believer that if you take your time, Tiny habits. If you start small, you can eventually do anything. Well, most things, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't see why I can just take my time and learn to climb and get stronger. Why I can't do it one day. It's not, it's, it's more of a challenge. It is a race, but I think it's in the, my wheelhouse of things that are hard that I just want to say I did. And I don't yeah. care how fast I did them. Yeah, exactly. And it's so close. Come on. Come on. And it's going to be beautiful. And it has the word misery in it. So it's going to be delightful. So, you know, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, let's do it twice. <laughs> let's go up and then back. <laughs> there is actually a version, I think, that's 130 miles. Oh, even better. Why wouldn't, why would we just stop at the one? <sighs> <laughs> Please continue with your next one. <laughs> okay. You're going to be really into my, into my number one. Oh, okay. Um, I think. And same. I mean, if if you would have me on your Ragnar team, I would uh, I would invite you to be on on my relay team mm. for the mother of all relays. 
Ooh. as they call it. That's a given name and not one I've assigned to it. The Hood to Coast Relay in Hood Oregon. to Coast Relay. Yep. Tell me about it. Starts at the top of Mount Hood in Oregon, runs to the Pacific Coast. Oh. Um, 199 miles split. Oh, see? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> split between eight to legs of oh. eight to 12 people. Okay. Okay. All right. So like a Ragnar. That's pretty awesome. So um, I think it would be gorgeous mm-hmm. and very Ragnar style. Um, yeah. Same. Just I like the setting. I like the idea of it. Um, I like that it's splitting up between it starts out on trails in the mountains and, you know, ends on roads near the ocean. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. I feel like we'd all fight our group of who gets to be the one that finishes at the ocean. Oh, no, I, I'll I'll start us out then. That's well, I know fine. you're starting as trails. I know <laughs> that. I'm, I wasn't talking about you. I'm talking about the rest of us that are like pavement and ocean <laughs> and flat. Yeah, I think they, I mean, I think Mount Hood is something like like 11 or 12,000 feet. So, But you're running down it, right? Yeah. I'm sure there's no odd climbs mixed in there. Because I have a record to maintain here of episodes, a streak rather, of discussing or mentioning my IT band. I want to mention it again on this one. Oh, okay. That running downhill is really bad for it. So you've got that. I okay. will do the end. I'll do okay. the flat part. That's fine. You can have whatever whatever part you want. I love that area of the country. It's actually one of the only parts that I haven't got to travel to. And it's been like this oh. white whale for me that I've always wanted to. I actually had an offer from a TV station back in my broadcasting days um, in Oregon. And I turned it down. And I always wondered, you know, what could have been different? And I don't regret it at all. But it's just interesting. That was like my one opportunity. Yeah. So maybe this is my real opportunity. Yeah. My number one. Okay. I'm taking it back home. I'm going Uh-oh. home. Okay. Going home to Maine. To the beach to Beacon 10K. There you go. Which is maybe the prettiest race in the country. Talk about in my backyard. I talked about the Mountains of Misery being my current backyard. This race was in my backyard growing up. It is a race where you run along the coast of Maine and you finish at Portland Headlight, which is a very important lighthouse to me. I think maybe I've discussed this race on the podcast way towards the beginning. I think so. Maybe. Um, but it's a it's an important it's an important race and one I have, I have Portland Headlight tattooed on my arm actually part of my sleeve so it would be a very uh, emotional and, and moving race for me to complete and uh, and one it would be nice to be like I'm, I'm going I'm going back home again Joan Benoit Samuelson the the famous marathon Olympian mm-hmm. founded this race uh, she's a proud Mainer and a local hero and. Uh, I just feel like she runs it too, which would be incredible to even run yeah. in the same race with her. Wow. So it's uh, my buddy, Nick uh, Bias actually ran this race and he said it was one of the most beautiful races he's ever done. So yeah. Yeah. Beach to Beacon 10K. That sounds perfect. All right, Allison, do you have any honorable mentions? I do actually. Um, just one I think would be fun. Um, I wouldn't mind doing, I, I wouldn't mind doing a triathlon outside of the United States. Mm, Um, And particularly I like things I've heard interviews. I've heard about the like British triathlon scene. Oh, so I wouldn't mind doing the, the Blenheim palace sprint triathlon. Uh, I heard some people, I heard interviews with some people who had done it. It just, 
the the scenery it's out at one of those like countryside estates so you're oh, cool. cycling on those english roads um you know swimming in their supposedly lovely Frigid. water yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely always wetsuit legal over there. So you just want to run into one of your Bake Off contestants. Be honest. Shh. You just wish you lived over there. Stop. Come on, maybe so. That's, quit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Paul Hollywood in the water. No, what, I don't want to talk to him. Here? Of all the people, I could no. Come on. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Do you? I, I have one. Yeah, but mine. I'm actually going to do one day. I think maybe. I don't know. Okay. I'm actually doing part of it next year. Uh, it would be at a triathlon. 70.3 and it would be in Roanoke. Okay. Yeah. Because it's my backyard. Again, I like things that are close. And I also am very easily attached to places that I live for yeah. whatever reason. Instantly, wherever I live becomes the best place to live. I don't, <laughs> I've noticed I, I'm, that I'm about a, you. <laughs> I'm a loyal person. Um, but I, I think I could argue that I've lived in some pretty nice places or at least places I think are, are fun. Roanoke is a fun town. I really enjoyed my time there and it's it's only 30 minutes up the road. It's, I'm basically still here, but we had our first race last year. I was volunteered at the finish line. It was such a great experience. It's a hard bike. Yeah. And next year I'm planning on being part of the relay to do the bike um, at that. So if it goes well and I enjoy it, uh, who knows? Maybe in the future, that will be something that I do the entire race. Maybe not. I might be a relayer for life. I don't know. Seems to be my jam, if you <laughs> would. Um, but that's why it's honorable mention because yeah. it could be. I I feel like you probably, while we were doing this podcast, went on to your Amazon account and purchased Dune and just didn't want to tell anyone. Um, If that makes you feel better about the day, then you just go on believing that. I'm going to imagine it's like the hardcover. Maybe it even has like a velvet, like hard covering on it. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Maybe even like the, you, you got uh, a, um, holy why can't I think of what a, <laughs> you put it inside the book and it holds your place? Why can't a I think of the or a like bookmark? A... <laughs> yes, I feel like you also purchased the bookmark that's like in the shape of the sandworm, probably. Oh, gosh. you're like, what is the sandworm thing you keep talking about? It's in the book. You'll find out when you read it. You'll no, love it. Oh, that sounds even you're, worse. You're gonna love the sandworms. <laughs> I'm hiding inside of my hooded sweatshirt right now. <laughs> There's, they're great. They're lovable. You'll love that them. That sounds like some. That sounds uh, on the verge of alienish, and that's a no go for me. So, uh, crumbheads, uh, for whatever reason, alien, uh, Allison is a, is allergic to aliens and robots and all fun that happens in Essentially, space. Essentially, yeah. Yes. And uh, I'm here to tell you that in the world of Dune, the book, that they have banished robots and they're not allowed. So oh. there are no robots um, and well, there are no aliens either. They're all humans. So when I hear, I'm, well, I mean, but you just said sandworm. Okay. I, that's not a I guess human. That's an I mean, <laughs> and then. Well, I can't go into that. That'd be a spoiler alert for our people who've never read it. And then. Saying dune and sandworm makes me wonder how hot it is. And I already live in a real hot place, so I don't need to imagine an, a world of he more heat. You can relate. You can be like, <laughs> oh, this is just like Oklahoma with our armadillos. Oh, uh, no. Mm -mm. They roll around like weird. No, no, you're there's out. nothing mm -hmm. that you can. You're not you're not enticing me anymore for this. Didn't expect to, but I had to, I had to try. 
Uh, all right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh, foray into our weird brains. It <laughs> may not be what you expected, but I hope at least it was entertaining. And we're going to have links or at least a list of all these things on our our website, postracecookie.com. And we'll have a, something on our Instagram as well. And as always, if you have ideas for a top three topic that you'd like to see us do, let us know. Give us a shout. And... Tell us who got it right and who got it wrong. This one will not be hard for people to do, obviously. All right, Allison. Well, uh, this was awesome. And I can't wait to do it again. As always. Bye. Bye. We're swimming way back and then we're wrong. Not here for a trophy. We're just here to have some fun. Allison and no. Better have a cookie waiting at the finish line. We don't care if you slow or fast, cause all are welcome on the post race cookie cast. Yes, all are welcome on post race cookie cast. <laughs>